This is the Physical Activity Researcher Podcast, a podcast for researchers of sedentary behavior, physical activity, and sports. Join for a relaxed dialogue about research design, practicalities, and, well, anything related to research. Learn from your fellow researchers useful and relevant information that does not fit into formal content and limited space of scientific publications. And here is your host, researcher and entrepreneur, Ollie Tikkanen. Welcome, everyone. We have a super relevant and timely episode, as today is the day for the publication of International Society for Physical Activity and Health's Eight Investments that Work for Physical Activity. And we have a chance to have a chat with the very people behind the document, Dr. Lindsay Rees and Matthew McLaughlin. Matthew is doing his PhD at the University of Newcastle Australia related to health service delivery in large physical activity program in schools. He is the chair of the communication committee at ISPA. Lindsay holds a PhD in health and medical psychology and is working as a principal researcher at University of Sydney. Lindsay has extensive experience in applied research and evaluation specializing in physical activity, sport, and public health. Within her current role as a research fellow at the University of Sydney's Prevention Research Collaboration, she is the director of the Sprinter Group, an innovative research partnership with the Office of Sport. Lindsay is visiting the podcast for the second time, and I really recommend checking the episode related to PA comms and policy. Ladies and gentlemen, Please welcome our guest, Dr. Lindsay Rees and Matthew McLaughlin. Welcome, Lindsay and Matthew. Hi, Ollie. Hi, Ollie. Thanks. Thanks for having us back again. Yeah, great to have you. And so you are you are publishing the document today. Could you tell more about this document? Sure. So I might jump in. Um, so it's been published today, which is really exciting. The eight investments that work for physical activity. It's a consensus document produced by ISPAR, the International Society for Physical Activity and Health. And it's a call to action for everyone, everywhere, including professionals, academics, civil society and decision makers to embed physical activity in national and subnational policies. So really, it's about bringing the evidence into a consensus and a central place um, to, to advance physical activity. And yeah, it's, it's, it's very exciting that it's been an, uh, launched today um, and it's been a real collective team effort. So I guess whilst myself and Tabi are here talking, um, we really are here talking on behalf of the whole ISPAR board. Um, it's really been a collective uh, effort to get this kind of document and the advocacy toolkit, which are all available on the ISPAR website. Um, it really has been a team effort, which is really what the document talks to, is about uniting everyone everywhere to get behind physical activity. Um, and the purpose of the eight investments document really is to provide a single point of knowledge and information to empower everyone to really have these physical activity conversations locally. Um, we recognise that 
physical activity. Um, there's no single solution to increase physical activity, but we hope that this document does provide a single solution to, to support you all to, to advocate for physical activity. So an exciting day, collective team effort, and congratulations to ISPA on the launch, I say. Yeah, sounds, sounds good. And you mentioned about the team effort. Could you tell more about how big is the team? Where do the people come from and who, who they are? Sure. So um, the International Society for Physical Activity and Health has a number of members, um, but the ISPOD board is a really diverse board from around the world. So um, we have people in all of um, the WHO regions that have um, been involved and kind of each, each of the different people has had a different role with the document, maybe with each of the investments, a different lead. Um, people have been involved with producing the advocacy kit as uh, Lindsay mentioned before there's a number of great tools on the ISPA website uh, to assist people for advocating this document um, and so, so I suppose yeah it's a really diverse board yeah and it's one that's recently changed so for example um teppy's been involved with ISPA for, for a couple of years um and he's just taken on the role on the board for communications um i'm fairly new to the board and i've just taken on to be the advocacy lead um filling the very big shoes of trevor shilton who's one of the the real advocates um of physical activity globally and one of the um key champions behind this document um so yes it's been it's been a real unique experience for me it's been an absolute delight to be involved um and i think as teppy alludes to there's been key individuals for each of the different sections um and we actually have a podcast coming out over the next few weeks so again look on the website for that where you will actually hear from each of the authors of each of the sections so you get to hear different voices from people around the world um talking about their investment and what it means to them and critically giving you key recommendations i guess and are there to help um, you to have, you know, for your listeners, um, give you the information and insights that help you hopefully do your job a little bit more easily around the world. Mm. And and there has been a similar document published a couple of years ago. Why why was it time now to release this this new document, updated document? Yeah. So the the um, investments that work was the. Um, a complementary document to the Toronto Charter, which was released in 2010. Um, and the, the investments that were was really um, something that was uh, a need that was identified that uh, countries were wanting the solutions. They were wanting to know what to invest in. Um, but of course, that's now 10 years on. Um, and since 2010, there's been, and 2011, there's been a lot of good science and uh, an increased focus on systems thinking. And so Lindsay was talking before that, you know, there's no single solution to um, tackling physical inactivity. But, if, and we, you know, a lot of the people listening to this podcast know that. Um, so this document brings together eight solutions um, into a single place uh, that can be combined together uh, and they're quite complementary to each other. So I think the update really strengthens the focus on systems thinking, um, and, and that's the, the key difference between this document and the previous one. And of course, everybody asks, um, you know, the previous one had had the 
colloquial nickname of the seven best investments. And this one's now the eight investments. And on the tip of everyone's tongue is what is the eighth investment compared to the last one? <laughs> and the, um, the additional one is workplaces. Um, so yeah, uh, the, the others have remained consistent with updated evidence and the additional is workplaces. And this is a nice complement to the, the World Health Organization's Global Action Plan for Physical Activity, um, which globally every country has signed up to um, from the World Health Organization. So this is a really nice complementary document to support the implementation of that Global Action Plan. Yeah, I, I think um, another thing on that is it, it also complements ISPAR's previous document, the Bangkok Declaration, because the document recognises that the benefits aren't all to health of physical activity. And again, a lot of people listening to this podcast know that. Um, the Bangkok Declaration set out uh, the, the alignment of physical activity's benefits to the sustainable development goals. And uh, that's available on the ISPAR website as well in the resources section, so people can check that out. Um, but I think that's where, you know, we also see that there needs to be a focus beyond health for physical activity. There are m multiple ways that physical activity benefits society, the environment, um, traffic, pollution. Um, there's there's a number of things that can, and, it, and that has been included within the document and really is another strength of this document. And I guess that's where, you know, one of the reasons why we want, why ISPO and, and we were so keen to produce the document is that, you know, many of the listeners um, today will, will have probably been tasked with that, okay, well, we all recognise physical inactivity is a problem, but what do we do about it? Or everyone's been in that meeting or that conversation going, okay, well, how do we increase physical activity levels around the world? And that's a very difficult question sometimes to be asked with because, um we kind of think, oh, well, there's not one like one solution. And then we start waffling about, okay, well, what's the answer? So the purpose behind this timely launch of this eight investments document now is to really go, okay, I've got this document. I'm armed with this single synthesis of evidence and research that says, if we're going to increase physical activity, these are the eight investments that need to happen. And, you know, in your own environment and your own local area, there may be different investments that you draw on at different times. But the idea is, is that this document is created to give you that knowledge and that evidence base in a single source and a single suite of resources that really give you the, the, the insights and the knowledge to help you in your roles when you're having those conversations. Mm. This podcast is sponsored by Fibian, a research device that has been shown to be valid in tracking sitting, standing, physical activity and energy expenditure. Furthermore, Fibian has been shown to be valid categorizing physical activity into light, moderate, and vigorous intensity. In addition to scientific accuracy, Fibian provides automatically produced and easy-to-understand reports for research participants. Get scientific validation and learn more about Fibian at fibian.com research. Fibian. From researchers to researchers. So, so you said that the seven investments have stayed the same and then there's eighth which is is workplace and and you also mentioned that the scientific findings have gone further could you could you tell a little bit more how the scientific findings have changed and how is the 
kind of focus on preventing sedentary behavior and adding physical activity in these these recommendations? Mm, that's really a good question. Um, and I suppose each of the investment leads were kind of subject matter experts on on each of the investments. Um, so it's, you know, definitely encourage people to go away and read read the document, which only has one page worth of text for each of the investments. Um, but I think the 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 additional evidence, we know that there's been a rapid amount of evidence generation in the last 10 years. Um, and of course, before that. So it's great to update the the previous document and really strengthen um, where we've come. You know, we've had a couple of Lancet series since um, 2010. We've had a, a number of landmark papers that have been published. So it's good to incorporate those into this single document so people have a place to go to find the best evidence. Definitely. And I think where the where the science and the evidence has really shifted, or even just the language and, and the narrative that we're all using within physical activity really has shifted is in this systems thinking. And that's the kind of latest buzzword. And I think um, this document really does encapsulate this idea that there isn't just one single solution. So the science is really starting to embrace this idea of collaboration and understanding that if you're making a, a difference or a change in one part of the system, it affects somewhere else. Um, and that actually we need to reach out to different colleagues. So, you know, it's not just talking to the physical activity community anymore. It's talking to your transport planners. It's talking to your health and your GPs. It's talking to community champions. It's talking to managers in within workplaces. So it's really starting to broaden and open up that conversation that really everyone plays a role in physical activity. Even if the, the goal from the outset isn't actually to increase physical activity, it may be that you're trying to reduce traffic congestion or reduce air pollution you know it's about broadening the conversation and I think that's really where I've definitely observed a shift in how we're discussing physical activity whether that's policymakers or researchers um, so I think this idea that the science has moved on around systems thinking and um, collaboration and multidisciplinary working is really where I think I've seen a real shift in focus. I think mm. um, an, another thing, another part of the evidence that's moved on since 2010 is that we now know more about what works in advocacy. So we've learned from other public health behaviours uh, that, that have been tackled. So, for instance, the, the tobacco control, we can, uh, we've taken an example there. We, we've learned from tobacco control that it's important to have a consensus it's kind of a key tenant of successful advocacy to have um, a go-to kind of list of investments that you can invest in. And so that, that's a, another key thing that is important. And Lindsay might want to talk to that more as the head of advocacy for ISPAR. Yes, yeah, so I thought you were going to be after my role there. Um. <laughs> I'm coming for um. it. <laughs> no, and I, I think that's a really good point. So I think advocacy is something that um, I've definitely got more involved in in the last couple of years. And I think one of the reasons why um, I was so excited to join the board as the advocacy lead was to really, I guess, um, break some of the myths about uh, what advocacy means. So I think I even, you know, just thought that advocacy was, it was the really 
confident people that you see in the media and that are putting themselves in front of their cameras. And actually, when I started exploring what advocacy really meant in physical activity, it's everything from sending an email of an interesting article to a colleague right through to sending a letter to your local MP about trying to, you know, manage political advocacy and strive for change that way. Um, So I think... Uh, for me, I've, I'm still on a bit of a journey with advocacy, but the, the key message I really would say, and I'm, I'm keen to explore a bit further, is everyone can be an advocate. Everybody can do their little bit in terms of having a conversation about physical activity or um, sending an email or having a conversation with someone new. Um, and I think that's really the key. And I think, as, as Teppi's mentioned, that we really are striving for this consensus of what what needs to happen with physical activity and that's why the eight best investments is so is so key yeah so if if somebody wants to be an advocate what would be your recommendations in in this physical activity scheme what could they do like just practical tips for our our listeners yeah i mean i guess before i'd um go into some of the practical tips. I think it's actually being quite clear on what we mean when we talk about advocacy. And um, I think it's always important to have a definition. So um, if you were to look at something like the World Health Organization, when we talk about advocacy, they define it as an individual or a societal or a community coming together to gain political commitment, support, and acceptance for a particular goal. And the reason I kind of say that's a real clear definition is because when you break that down, that's around being a champion. That's about embodying an increase in physical activity. That's about anything from having a conversation to sending an email to having a meeting to um so even like the eight investments, if I was to jump to a practical tip, you can be an advocate for the eight investments by reading it and tweeting it. You can be an advocate by forwarding it to colleagues who might be interested. You can also go further and, you know, do a press release or, you know, share it within your organization. So you can be an advocate across the media space and that's social media and all forms of media. You can be an advocate in the political space. So that's kind of sharing the message and championing that you want to um, make a difference within a policy change or share it with kind of government colleagues. Um, You can also be an advocate within your own team and organization. And then you can also be an advocate within your community. So that's where I kind of started by saying it's breaking down the myths that, you know, it has to be straight to the media. There are different levels. Um, and I think the practical tips are, especially with eight investments, have a look at the website, have a look at the resources. We've given you some templates where you can adapt letters that you can send. You can put it into a newsletter. Um, you can send it in, in an email. You can actually endorse the document as well. So um, I think myself and Tepi have done this today. We've officially endorsed the document and we've shared it to our own personal Twitter followers to say, I've read the eight investments and, I, and I've endorsed it. That isn't, you know, that's a, a form of advocacy. Um So I think it's, um, yeah, everyone can be an advocate, advocate um, and go out and advocate would be my, my advice. Give it a will, give it a try. That's, yeah, I, I mean, in the document, we've, um, we've added some guidance uh, to advocating for physical activity as well. So if people get towards the end of the document on page 18, 19, they'll find some kind of top tips And I, I just I found it really useful and a really great learning process um, through this document to kind of learn what advocacy is 
and I'm I'm the same as Lindsay. Certainly, it's kind of been enlightening to to hear how advocacy isn't just media or isn't just the professor who you know has a a, a link to the local MP or something. It goes beyond that. It's um, there's a lot of things that everybody can do, and that's why I think ISPAR's call to action is really great, which is read, share, endorse, and feedback. Thanks for joining us this week on Physical Activity Researcher Podcast. If you like the show, make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing or following the show on Twitter. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you for your support. If you found value in the show, we would really appreciate a rating on Apple Podcasts or whichever app you're using. Or if you would, in a real old school way, simply tell a friend about the show. It would be a great help for us. We have a fantastic lineup of guests for forthcoming episodes, so be sure to tune in. Thank you all for your support and have a great day.